We are geek-centric, and you can be too. What is up, geeks? My name is Nate, and in today's episode, we're talking about what we've been up to. We have our very first guest on the show, and she's going to talk about making nerdy art and transitioning from traditional art to digital art. And we get all warm and fuzzy as we discuss our favorite feel-good TV shows, movies, and video games. But first... If you're joining us for the first time, this is a weekly show covering the world of film, television, gaming, toys, and collectibles, and all things geek-centric. Joining me on the show, <clears throat> we have the joyous, jelly-filled, and jubilant Jayla. Wow. So many J's, one sentence. Jelly-filled. Oh jelly-filled. We haven't used that one yet. Jelly-filled. Yeah. That's, that's smooth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't feel like I'm filled with jelly. Wish. <laughs> Maybe that's more me and uh, <laughs> And for the first time ever on the Geek Centric Podcast, we have our very first guest. Please join me in welcoming <clears throat> the masterpiece making magical magistrate of marvelous mindfulness, Megan Clara. Welcome to the show. Hello. That was good. That was probably the most incredible intro I've ever had. Yeah, no, that's that's a You're good welcome. one. He doesn't give us that. He doesn't give us those kind of things. It's hey, always jubilant and like gestural <laughs> and like jovial. Listen, if you, if you go back to our very first episodes, I had a ton of J words and K words that I yeah, could you use. blew your load now all I in get one. To, that's crazy. I get, to, I get to play. I get to play with the world of M words. Um, so Megan, welcome to the show. Welcome. Um, Super Thank you awesome so much having you yes. here. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And we've been wanting to have a guest on the show yes. for a very long and time. And a girl. <laughs> hey, I'm truly I mean... honored to be a couple of firsts for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. Listen, geeks, don't be too afraid, okay? Don't be too afraid. Uh, I mean, what is it? What is this, like the 90s when, like, anyways. Um, <laughs> Megan, welcome. Why don't we start with a bit of a introduction? Would you mind? telling our lovely listeners um, who you are and what you love to do and what maybe you're geek-centric about? Yeah, so hello, everyone. My name is Megs, or Megan Clara, or, you know, whatever you want to call me, all the M-words. But basically, I am a self-taught artist. I'm working on getting myself into character design and visual development. Um, This is a very new... But also not so new avenue for me because I've been drawing my entire life. It just so happens that COVID is kind of the reason I got into it, which is weird, but awesome. But it's great. You know, it's it's great. So, yeah, I've been working really hard on honing my skills, um, learning a lot on my own and also through the lovely world of Instagram. If you wanted to follow me there. You can follow me at MeganClara.Draws. Um, I also have a TikTok under the same name if you ever want to check that out. It's less drawing, more like super nerdy, geeky stuff. So <laughs> that's kind of goes hand in hand with this podcast. What are you geek-centric about? What can, what can maybe some people expect to see in your artwork? And, uh, and maybe, you know, just what are, what are some of the geeky properties that you, you love and enjoy? Well, from uh, 
a very young age, two huge themes have been consistent in my life, one being Disney and one being Harry Potter. Um, oh. Yeah, I, as many of us love Disney and classic Disney movies are a huge part of our childhood. Um, I actually was read the first two Harry Potter books. I was only five when the first one was uh, released and published. And I remember, this is such a weird memory to think about, but I remember watching my mom's mouth as she read the lines of the book. And she said Hermione incorrectly, as I think a lot of parents did. Hermione. (laughs) Hermione, Hermione. yep. Mm-hmm. And she also did put on a Hagrid voice, which I really appreciated as, as a child. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So both of those things have really stuck close to me. But as of mm, the last like two or three years, um, the Zelda world has really dug its teeth into me. I oh, cool. Am, weirdly obsessed with it now so <laughs> awesome very cool yeah. are you getting excited for uh the upcoming what is it hyrule warriors game on Ooh, nintendo age switch of calamity you have no idea I'm age so of stoked. calamity i can't I, I remember when the initial trailer came out it's this year has been so weird for nintendo because they're not yeah. really telling us they're releasing stuff they just kind of do it do it yeah. um there's no hype so when the first trailer came out for hyrule warriors it just sort of looked like more footage from breath of the wild but then there was new right. footage that I was like, I've never seen that before. And yeah. then all of a sudden it was this new game. I was like, what? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> getting very stoked. Getting yeah. very stoked. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. So do you do you feel like uh, with everything that you, you just kind of called out, you know, uh, Harry Potter, Disney, Zelda, is there a connectivity to that that really helps almost maybe keeps you inspired, right? And, and inspires you to want to do your artwork. Yeah. Um, I think for Harry Potter specifically is the magic of it, uh, quote unquote magic of <laughs> Harry Potter is always like a massive theme that I've loved. And the idea that there could be this world or that I'm still waiting for my Hogwarts letter <laughs> um, is, <laughs> is really fun for me and a great escape for me as well. Um, with Disney, I think a huge part of why I love to draw is because of how much I loved the classic animation of like the mm-hmm. Renaissance Disney movies, the 101 Dalmatians. I never knew was such a huge impact on why I love to draw, but it really is like I can picture the window at uh, Roger's house and the little cigarette butts on top of his piano. And like, I remember when Disney plus came out, that was the first movie I watched and I couldn't believe how hard it hit. The whole movie, I had goosebumps because I just loved awesome. it. And the landscapes, and it's crazy. So. I got to say, 101 Dalmatians, not not the first movie I think a lot of people think of when they think of the Disney Renaissance, you know, back in the 90s. Like, definitely not the first one. I, I list immediately came to mind was Lion King, was right? Like, <laughs> that's just my in my brain or, or even uh, even like Little Mermaid and that sort the of thing. Princesses, right? but, yeah. Yes. Was yeah. was was I think Dalmatians though was far earlier than the nineties though, right? Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah, yeah. not oh, the nineties. I, I just like put that in the I, in <laughs> yeah. my brain it falls up. Maybe like that's just when I watched it. Yeah, right? I think yeah. it's the sixties. Yeah. I think it was kind of like in the sort of realm of like the, the Peter like well after Peter Pan uh mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But like but, Robin Hood mm, maybe after Robin Hood too, but maybe similar maybe. art style. I yeah, think. and I think that that's that's a really great way to kind of describe that is the Renaissance, right? Like you know the 90s is actually more or less you know uh, a a adaptation of the renaissance but it has its own nostalgia to it 
as as Nate's you know Lion King, uh, Aladdin, uh, Little Mermaid, uh, all of that aesthetic, but it does carry over. So, uh, but that's really cool. That's really cool that uh, um, an old movie like that that you know can still hit so hard. So that's good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Now, Megan, you've recently transitioned from traditional art uh, on pen and paper to the beautiful, wonderful world of iPad and digital art. Um, what have been some of the maybe the pros and cons of that experience for you? Oh, okay. So I obviously have drawn to traditionally forever. When I was little, I had crayons, chalk, markers, what what have you. But um, earlier this year, again, when I had nothing else to do and was sitting at home, couldn't figure out how to, you know, abide by my time, um, <laughs> yeah. I was like, I'm going to draw again. So I took out my paints and I took out my pencils and just sort of started sketching as much as I could. I um, weirdly am one of those people who drew my whole life but didn't actually take art class because mm-hmm. I didn't like drawing realism. I'm very much a cartoony person. So um, I, <laughs> in real life, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just like didn't appreciate the whole life drawing and like understanding sure. anatomy and stuff like that. So um, I really delved more into that earlier this year and then getting onto Instagram and thinking I should start sharing my art. I'd love to see what other people do. I just learned about digital art. I didn't really know it existed. Obviously, I knew it existed, but I didn't think it was something as tangible to me. Um, So learning about where people come from and how they are able to do digital art and how it's really accessible for kind of anybody. You don't have to be an animator or a character designer at a big studio. You, You can do digital art from your home quite easily. So I got really into it. I got really interested in it. Um, and I <laughs> made my first big purchase of the year for an iPad Pro and an Apple Pencil. And the transition has been really interesting. I had a really difficult time with it to begin with, um, but I learned a lot. And I think I've progressed a crazy amount in only a few short months. I got it in June and it is now November. Yeah. So um the one thing I will say, though, going back tra- to traditional art, which I do try to do because I think it's important to be able to do both, um, it's really difficult because as I'm drawing, if I make a mistake, I tap two fingers on my paper and it doesn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's like trying to scroll on a book, right? Oh, yeah, not going to work. It's the worst. Yeah. I know with my experience on on Twitch, I mean, I found a ton of success in collaborating with others and finding different communities, you know, that can support me in return for my support. Have you found the same thing in the digital art space in social media? Massively. Um, I'm so happy that you brought that up because I actually just posted a story today, but I saw um, somebody did a little graphic design of something like no one will support you more than the like art friends you've made that you've never met it's it's crazy how I have they're few but I do have a few friends I guess on Instagram that are amazing people that I don't know on a physical personal level but and they live like on the other side of the country or world (laughs) I have two uh Instagram friends from Australia which is really wicked very Um, cool down under and 
there's a thing that goes around the art community on Instagram called draw this in your style. So when people hit certain milestones in their account, they'll draw a character and say, okay, world, draw this character, but in your style, change the pose, change the attitude if you want, but make it recognizable. And it's a really fun way to sort of like collaborate and work on other people's work and see other people's work. And it, I really, really love the art community that I have kind of found on Instagram. It's amazing. Great that you've had great success with connecting with other artists. But like, I guess maybe like even as a big picture question, where do you think you would want to take this new talent in terms of a career path? Um, I think Disney is like an overarching sort of monstrosity of its own that obviously I would love to be a part of. Um, But there are so many animation studios out there um i think character design or like visual development for characters is a huge um passion of mine and i looked into just character design but it's a lot of sketching and i love colors and lighting and painting and stuff like that so i think the visual development side of creating characters is more my cup of tea um but i also would love just as like a a side dream or maybe main goal um, is to create a children's book. Um, I think it would be totally really amazing. Yes. That, I, I 100% endorse that. And one, <laughs> I, you could do that right now. There is nothing stopping you from creating a kid's book with the art style that you have right now. 100%. Yep. Yeah, it's huge. And I actually have, I have a three-year-old goddaughter right now who I like had a weird moment with my brother where he goes, Megan, can you imagine if you like drew a kid's book and then Abby was reading that kid's book and I just wanted to cry. <laughs> I was like, that's such oh, wow. a beautiful thing yeah. to think about. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. Awesome. Or even Very my cool. own kids one day for sure. a book that I yeah. created. So, um, But Megan, last question here and then we are going to move into our watcha. I know like usually our listeners are like, we get right to the watcha. Um, but uh, but we having our first, you know, we got a guest. We got a guest. We got a special her. character on the show. <laughs> It's it's a big deal, right? Yeah. And so, um, so yeah. Uh, last question would be, and this is actually a writing question uh, from Robert sixty seven writes in, uh, and uh, Robert from Toronto. Thank you so much for writing in. Uh, what is your favorite thing to draw, and your favorite commission that you've ever been tasked to create? So two questions, I guess, in one. What is your favorite thing to draw? Maybe one of your favorite things. You don't have to be so decisive. I know it's hard to make decisions sometimes. Uh, what is one of your favorite things to draw? And what is your favorite thing you've ever been asked to create? So favorite thing to draw, I feel like I draw a lot of ladies. So it's all ladies on my Instagram, basically. Not Lots like in a weird way. <laughs> no, 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 yeah. <laughs> a lot of female characters. Um, mm-hmm. And I think... As of recently, I've been drawing a lot of like ballerina-esque ladies, and I really have a lot of fun with that because I am also a dancer, danced nice. all my life, so um, that kind of bled into this. Um, favorite commission, which by the way, I just opened up my commissions for anybody Ooh. who's wondering. Um, I was doing commissions here and there for friends and family and people who were interested in watching my art grow but I now have officially gained enough confidence that I have opened it up to whoever would like some so check out my Instagram um <laughs> but <laughs> I think favorite commissioned piece 
is probably a very special one I did for a very special person who had um, an idea in his head since he was little. Um, He has this, like, superhero character that has been in his head forever. He's described it to me as um, sort of a nightcrawler, but um, he is a a gecko-ish character. He looks like a lizard, and his name is literally Gecko. Um, Shoots (laughs) arrows, climbs walls, and he's never been able to imagine what that character would actually look like or see it in front of his face. (laughs) Um, So I thought it would be really fun to draw Gecko for him. And that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. He he seems to really like it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that one was really, really fun. Not only because it was such a cool character to draw, and it was a guy, and I've never I well not never, but I don't Up draw until then, a lot of really, male yeah, characters. Yeah. Um so it was a challenge for me, which was great. But also to be able to bring a childhood imaginative idea to life. Is literally what I want to do. Right. That's so fitting. All right. Well, listen, that makes me feel all warm and fuzzy, uh, which has something to do with our topic of the show. But before we get to the topic of the show, guys, I know we're a little further into the episode here. But listen, we had to try this whole interview thing out um, and make sure we're we're asking our first guest ever uh, some excellent questions. Um, But before we do that, let's talk about whatcha. Um, I would love to kind of dive back. And Megan, if you haven't already talked enough, I'd love you to talk some more. Whatcha. Uh, what you? What you been up to? What you been watching? What you been gaming? What you been watching? I was gonna say maybe clarify what a what you is for her because we know what what you is, but like she might not. So. <laughs> yeah, I mean you know <laughs> what you what you been what gaming? You been what you been reading? Yeah. What you been you know what you? I think that's a universal term, Justin. <laughs> okay, at <yeah>. this point. <laughs> well, I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of reading art books, so Ooh. I have a couple that I'd love for other people to check out if you ever are interested in art or these particular movies. But the art book of Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is like (gasps) the coolest art book I've ever seen. The concept art for that movie is bonkers. Also, just that movie in general is bonkers. The concept art is the movie. (laughs) Seriously, it's crazy. So is that book book hardcover? Yep. Oh God! Ooh, I gotta buy. You're it. gonna make us I, spend that, money. Yeah, but see, like, well, I just, I'm gonna, I like Nate would probably go on the same record of saying like he's an art book collector of movies, right? Like he has yeah. art books from different games or for video stuff. games. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And like, I would a hundred percent like the art on Into the Spider Verse was probably some of the most unique animation art. So it'd be all really cool to see some of those storyboards or designs that they. Yeah, did. it's absolutely you gorgeous. See, you know, going back to what you were talking about, about wanting to pursue that that career and avenue, it's it's crazy, though, how some of it sometimes looks more painterly than it does, like, illustrative, right? Like, as the final yeah. product, it's very kind of, like, impressionist or, you know, brushstrokes are very, you know, sort of thing. I, I think with that, it's probably very clean. In that book in particular, actually, you, you think it might be clean, but if you really look at some of the, like, landscape work that they did with, like, New York skylines and stuff like that, it's not clean at all. But that's right. what makes it so cool. Like, cool. the, the brush strokes are really nice. raw, which is amazing. Awesome. Um, so, love that one. I also have the art book for How to Train Your Dragon. It's really Ooh. wicked. <laughs> nice. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's, I'm, I'm one of the... Th- the goals I have in the next few months is to get a little better at like creature drawing. So I figured that cool. was a pretty good I'm into book that. to 
check out. Yeah, you, um, what, you're going to start drawing some, like, baby uh, toothlesses, maybe, a little bit? Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, let's go, <laughs> those, let's go. Those dragons are adorable. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I've been reading those, um, watching a couple movies, including Zootopia. I watched nice. again. And actually, I watched for only the second time ever, Coco. <gasps> oh. oh, wow. My wife, yeah. my wife was mentioning she wants to rewatch that, but she's terrified to because it That's, broke her last time. That is exactly why so this is good. only the second time I've seen it. The first time I saw it, I was actually with Nate, and yep. I was like dry heaving. I was crying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it was the the culture of Dia de los Muertos, and right. how I, I mean. <laughs> little bit deep but one of my biggest fears is death <laughs> as i'm sure a lot mm-hmm. of people are right and for sure yeah i thought the way that this culture celebrates death in such a beautiful way in the fact that you you can go and see them again one day and they get to come and visit you if if you remember them and you pass on uh, your family and like this uh, Miguel is the main character of the movie he remembers his like great great aunt just because she's right. on the ofrenda so there's like that is so cool and I would love to celebrate that <laughs> if I could right. ever get myself into that cultural um, I guess celebration I would love to do that and also the um, the meaning the meaning of music and how impactful that is on everybody is oh, really cool. You're making me want to watch it again, Megan. <laughs> it's a, it's incredible. My so tears good. this time around were not of sadness. It was of how happy I was that right. everything happens the way it happens. Yeah. So yeah. it's cool. Right. Very cool. And uh, I kind of, I, I listen, just to touch on that, um, I had a phenomenal, phenomenal recasting of uh, Casper the 1995 Casper in our Halloween episode. So make sure you listen to that if you haven't already, because um, it does kind of lean into that aspect of celebrating and a different cultures uh, perspective of death. So if you're interested in that, definitely check that out. Sorry, I had to plug our previous episode on that. <laughs> sure, uh, of course. Yeah, yeah. For the next whatcha, Justin, <laughs> you big whatcha, whatcha <laughs> you been whatchaing? <laughs> you big whatcha. <laughs> you know what, dude? I have been super boring. Um, oh no! I don't know if you guys no, but I don't know if you guys knew this, but uh, uh, just our neighbors to the south are actually they're in the midst of an election, and oh, uh, I don't know if you guys have been following this. It's you know, is not this a, really this... that big of news. No, but I don't no, think I've heard of that. Is it something no. to do? Yeah, no, I don't. Yeah, know. there's an orange man. He's very mad. He's is losing. he getting fired? He's, is he yeah, getting fired? He's, he's fired. He's he's hundred yeah. percent fired. Yeah, today it was official. So yeah, of course I have been absorbed in that. It has been uh, trying this whole past four years, and especially this last year with this. Yeah. Uh, obese flailing turtle. Oh, um, I like turtles. Been, don't don't just don't. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. like turtles too. So it's it is it is an insult to this turtles. Wacky but anyways, inflatable arm flailing too. Yeah, <laughs> sure, we'll go with one of those. Yeah, yeah. There you go. This past year and obviously the other four years have been uh, very trying, and this was a, yeah. a big deal. Um, that being said, I think the election. Uh, I'm just happy the way it's turned out. Um, I me too. Can now move on to watching other things. Uh, yes. So <laughs> yeah. and not being so concerned, but there will be a lot that's going to happen with this election. Uh, the the fallout from this election, uh, and only time will tell. But I am super happy that uh, at least America did the right thing and made it great again by dumping the orange. 
<laughs> it made America and, less orange again. Yeah, it yeah. and it went out, for out with it the orange for, and in with the blue. Is that what they're yeah, trying yeah, to say? Yeah, out with the orange. Yeah. Some have been saying out with the orange, in with the blue, or out with the orange, in with the old. I think that's kind right. of right. Yeah, but, <laughs> he's a bit old. Yeah, I mean he, he is, is old, older. He is he is the fair. oldest president to be. Uh, it's funny. He's also he was also the youngest to to be. Uh, senator, but like you oh know, he's mm-hmm. he's the oldest to be a president. Um, Did we see, but I'm just uh, glad to see Mark Hamill's Instagram post? No, what happened? It must have been recently, but it was Obama was um, a new hope. Donald Trump was the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> no, I haven't uh, seen that. Oh, and Biden has seen. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, Return, Return of the Jedi. Cool. Oh, that's, that's fantastic. Cool. That's, that's pretty. Very that's cool. pretty good. Yeah, because a lot of people have been posting those things on online where they've been faced. Like there was the Avengers one that was circulating. Yes, I saw yeah. the yeah. Endgame one. Yeah, the Endgame yeah. one was yeah. just, which was really funny. And I think, like again, a lot of people can find humor within these very yeah, trying you have times. to you, you have, have to, to. You have to. Yeah. yeah you have to because like at the end of the day like we're in the middle of a pandemic it's it's only getting worse all around the world uh biden's coming in and you know it just means uh, what the future is again we're not a political podcast so i'm not going to get too much into it but <laughs> sure. i have just that is what i've been consuming myself with of 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 as of late is just what's been going on in the world end of rant let's move on here <laughs> also just like Nate. an added side note to that i'm really stoked to see the glow up we have the vice president yeah absolutely yes a hundred percent sorry not to even just take away because like i'm celebrating the fact that trump is just out to have kamala harris the first female uh of a mixed cultural background be vice president that is a milestone yeah except you know i hope i hope we get to see biden maybe and kamala you know walking down a desert you know uh, and biden's holding a baby yoda and he just goes (laughs) this is the way um, <laughs> but uh, speaking of that you know I, I definitely think Justin thank you so much for being the adult in the room that's all good that's all good I um, you know I definitely was listening and and, and reading uh, you know a ton of that stuff too um, but try not to get you know I definitely had to get some escapes in there as well because it's yep. it's it's a lot right and that's kind of what we're talking about in the in the topic of the show for this episode but I was uh, I've been rewatching uh, Avatar: The Last Airbender. Um, I'm on book three, and uh, and I'm enjoying it so much. Um, so wait, hold on. You're mm-hmm. watching? Mm-hmm. Rewatching. So they are they? Oh, so are they structured as book three, like book yeah. one, book two? Yeah, like season one, season two, season three, book one, book two, book three. Um, Interesting. And so yeah, so I've I've gotten pretty far in it, and it's I just love this show so much. Like honestly, I. I <laughs> I loved Attack of the Clones, or sorry, uh, Clone Wars and what they did with that. I loved Rebels and what they did with that. But I think my favorite animated series, bar none, is Avatar The Last Airbender. Um, it's absolutely fantastic. And just the, the way that they do the world building while still having an amazing um, storyline and, and keeping you going and, and still have those like very kid episodes, but also episodes that relate to everyone. It's phenomenal. Um, How are I'm you also, watching it? Mm-hmm, Netflix. Okay. Netflix has all of them. Because I want to yes. watch it. So. Ooh, get on that Netflix, girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, being over, you know, consumed with news and outcomes uh, and things like that, uh, you know, from a political standpoint, absolutely is important. But as gamers, it's also really important to pay attention to all the amazing news that's coming out about the release of the Xbox Series X <gasps> and PS4. 
five. So wow. I've been reading all the reviews. I've been, you know, all the embargoes have started lifting. Um, the Xbox and the PS5, you know, getting about eight, eights out of ten, which is pretty standard for a console release. We've never really had anything over that. Um, and dude, I mean, Megan, listen, you, you mentioned uh, Into the Spider Verse uh, in your Watcha, and I just. I just can't stop dreaming. I can't stop dreaming about playing Miles Morales and getting there. I don't know if you've seen this, but there's an Into the Spider-Verse suit in the new Miles Morales game. Like and his get this, jacket and hoodie. And- like his full, his full suit, okay? The, the black suit. And <gasps> dude, I'm telling you right now, he animates in half like halftime animation and when he punches someone like a pow comes out and and Megan I just want to play this game so much Justin I can't wait um we are super stoked I know we are getting uh like we are getting a couple PS5s over at the Geek Centric Studios so be sure to follow us for some content uh around that whether it be in yeah. audio form or video form um but Justin are you, are you stoked for next generation yeah, I'm, I'm I'm really excited to to get my hands on uh, that next gen, and I don't know. Like the only game that I'm really interested in playing right now is Spider Man, and I'm gonna yeah. I bought the the I guess the re release remastered version for mm-hmm. PS Five, so I'm gonna play obviously the first and then get into the Miles Morales story. Um, but yeah, like it, the console itself, it, there's a lot of great. Like even just the user interface looks so much better, right? Like it yeah. just it oh, looks yeah. a lot better. But yeah, anyways, cool. but uh, the system, yeah, dude, looks so good. I can't wait. I can't yeah. wait. And Megan, yeah. Megan, I know there's no plans necessarily in your house to to be picking up a PS5 uh, right now. But um, but in terms of uh, Miles Morales, I mean, it is coming to PS4. Um, so are you you going to be jumping on that anytime soon? Well, so I have always been a Nintendo person. I yep. I have had my brother and I had a PS2 when it was brand new. <laughs> right. <laughs> um so that was the only time I've ever strayed from Nintendo. I always played with GameCube. I had my DS, I had a Wii, um and then obviously I have a Nintendo Switch. Um so to have a PS4 in the house is very interesting because again, not only are the controls different, um, mm-hmm. like buttons, the X is in a new place. So yep. oh, yeah. that's hard that, to get that used messes to. people up. Yeah. <laughs> but also just gameplay wise, um, a lot of games on PlayStation are super different than how I would normally play a game on switch. So it's something I would love to get used to. Um, I have played that original Spider-Man game on a PS4 and basically all I did was like swing around. <laughs> I didn't do a whole <laughs> lot of fighting. Um, yeah. But it was super fun, and I think if I if I tried harder at playing it, um, I'd be super into it. So I'm definitely gonna get my hands on that Miles Very Morales. Cool. Yeah. Did you yeah, play well, the first one? Sorry, you played the first one. You said a little bit. I like okay. played around with it. I just sort of swung around. But I've watched other people play it. That's a funny thing about me. I like playing yeah. video games, but I also really love watching other people play video games. Well, that's why there's a whole streaming service called <laughs> Twitch. Actually, Nate, you have a Twitch channel. Yeah. I, where people I was just, just watch say. you play stream games. Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, okay. Coming up on, if you're, you know, I, depending on when you're listening to this, we're not sure when we'll get the episode out, but um, we, you know, on, I know on the 10th, I'm going to be doing a live unboxing at 1 p.m. of the Xbox Series X. And then uh, on the 13th, um, I think either one or two, be sure to check out my Instagram, which I'll, I'll plug at the end of the show um, to learn when. But on the 13th, live unboxing of 
the PlayStation 5, which I'm also really like I'm a little more excited about that than the Xbox side of things. Um, but yeah, last thing really quick for, for what you I have been obviously watching along with all of my wonderful uh, guests and, and co-hosts on the show today, um, Mandalorian season two. And if you have been watching the Mandalorian season two, please do me a favor, tune into our watch club. We are going to be uh, hopefully, I think pretty soon recording a watch club with Megan uh, yes. on the Watch I'm Club episode, back. yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. And so, definitely, when you know that'll be that'll be out for fairly shortly after this. Um, so, feel free to give that a listen and, and let us know what you thought of episode two. All right, well, listen, guys. Again, as I said, warm and fuzzy feelings is something we we really need uh, this year. Uh, and uh, you know, talking about creating art for for people that we love and 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 talking about the, our passions. Um, and, and what we're really excited about uh, gives me the warm and fuzzies. So because of that, let's move into our topic of the show. All right. So, guys, as we kind of talked about in our Watcha, with the insanely difficult and stressful year that has been 2020, uh, we wanted to, to take a moment uh, to talk about and suggest some movies and TV shows and games that can really help to make you smile, feel warm and fuzzy, even during a pandemic and an election and all the craziness. Um, <laughs> so, guys, this is going to be kind of a, a nice little you know, roundtable discussion uh, where we're going to list our favorite feel-good watches, um, you know, kind of pick-me-ups. Uh, we're going to go one at a time. Um, and we're going to talk about, yeah, games, movies, TV shows. Megan, let's let's dive right into this. Starting with our lovely guest, Megan, what is your favorite feel-good video game? Well, this may not come as much of a surprise to a lot of people in 2020, <laughs> but my best pick-me-up game, video game, is Animal Crossing. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Quarant- the quarantine game, I think the they called it, right? The quarantine game, yes. Yeah. The game that literally <laughs> somehow predicted that we would all be stuck at home five oh. days after um, yeah. and released this game at exactly the perfect moment. Because I can almost guarantee it, there are hundreds of thousands, possibly millions of people who have never played Animal Crossing before that now have it. <laughs> I've played many renditions of Animal Crossing, and the amount of times I've had people go, what's Animal Crossing? And I have to explain right. to them that it's literally a game where you do chores <laughs> and <laughs> Pretty much, like, right? talk to little animals and that's about it. <laughs> so, no, and I love it. I love, I love the creative aspects of Animal Crossing as well. And I think, the, I think the having Animal Crossing in an age where the internet is really a thing, and I know we had this a little bit on the 3DS as well, um, but to be able to see people like sharing their designs and and Megan, you being you know an illustrator yourself, being a creative yourself, like you know I, I've been to your island. We've done tours of your island on my Twitch, and the amount of, it's you if you had not seen this girl's island, like <laughs> make sure you dream about it in the dreams feature that released very recently, um, and check out check out her island because it honestly freaking gorgeous it's so beautifully designed the she's got music set up where you can like you go to different parts of the island and and there's different music based off the theme of that it's anyways i could gush forever uh about her animal crossing island um but yeah totally animal crossing great feel good game literally and there's so many reasons as to why i would consider this um 
a feel good, warm, fuzzy kind of video game. Number one being mm-hmm. the fact that it was perfect timing in its release. Um, mm-hmm. But the detail that they've put into this game, specifically New Horizons, is gorgeous. It's the yeah. most adorable video game, I think, that's out there. <laughs> I, I, I'd agree. Yeah. I would dare anybody to contest me on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but also, in a time like this where, like, everything around us is a little bit unnerving and scary and um, unknown, I think mm-hmm. the the general concept of Animal Crossing is that you wake up, you do some daily tasks like digging up fossils. Um, currently at the moment, you can pick mushrooms. Um, you check out the shops and see what they have in store. You catch some bugs, catch some fish, talk to your neighbors, maybe meet someone new. I think it's a really great way to escape what's happening right now. And just, you know, for half an hour, 45 minutes, a couple hours maybe if you're redoing your island. But uh, it's a great way to sort of occupy your mind if if you're maybe a little bit stressed or anxious or something, which I think is really great. Yeah, I think it's funny the way you described it, too, because it's like you're living a life through the game that allows you to have some sense of normality, right? Like yeah. right now, don't it's like, wear masks. Yeah, no, like, well, don't. now they have an don't they have an you option? You can if you, you want could, to. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so, you know, and I think that's really cool that they they put that in there. But I think, yeah, to your point, I think that helped kind of pillow or pad maybe just a bit the impact of covid this game and uh it being that so many different generations of of people who like nintendo who have switches would would invest in it you know it's really funny how it all kind of like lined up for people and to your point created a sense of normality totally and also a really great great way to create connection in yes, a, a exactly. sense where we didn't have any connection yeah. because we were all stuck at home. But yeah. the online aspect to this game was that you could go and visit your friends and chat and like do go to your their birthday tasks. parties. Exactly. Yeah. And like yeah. Yeah. costume parties and like do uh, scavenger hunts or so, like yeah. there's all these right. ways yeah. that you could connect with other people through right. this game. And it was so amazing to see that online world grow when right. we didn't have much physical connection with anybody for a while. Yeah. And I remember the I remember the day that that game came out was the same day <laughs> that the new Doom game came out. <laughs> and so I remember playing Animal Crossing and just being like blim, 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 and then going over to Doom and it's just like <laughs> it's like horrible. Um so yeah, so that you know Doom definitely not a pick me up game. Um I mean maybe for some people, but not for not for me at least or for for us, but uh Megan, I love that. That's fantastic. Cool. Did you have any other things you wanted to quickly shout out about Animal Crossing before we we move on? I mean, one of my favorite parts, one of my favorite daily tasks that I do that's super unnecessary, one of the things that you don't need to do but you probably do anyway in Animal Crossing is change your clothes. <laughs> there are absolutely so many pieces of clothes in this game. <laughs> They're all adorable. And one of the first things I do when I start playing is change my clothes. <laughs> it doesn't 100%. do anything for your character. Sometimes no. it earns you no miles, but... <laughs> 
but I freaking love like all of her outfits that I've seen. She's got this magic wand that she uses, and they're so perfectly named and put together. <laughs> and she's got she got like a Hufflepuff costume, of course. Like one of the cool things, and Justin, you'd appreciate this. There's Power Rangers outfits in this game. Um, there's like callbacks to Godzilla and to to you know giant mechs and things like that. Like there's just there's so much in the game for so many different people of different walks of life to love and to to enjoy um and yeah nintendo really hit it out of the park with that so that's a great feel good game cool all right well my feel good game uh that i have uh, i'm gonna go next here justin is that okay with you yeah go ahead all right thank you justin um I, i i chose a game by that game company um and uh and it's called journey um, and Journey is, it's an indie adventure game, uh, which is co-developed by that game company and Santa Monica Studio, published by Sony. And it's directed by Genova Chen, who she does like a lot of the that game company games. Um, if you guys, did you guys ever hear of Flower before? Did you guys ever seen Flower? No? no. I'm going way too, I'm going way too indie for you guys. <laughs> um, Flower came out in 2009, which I considered for my recommendation of like feel good game. Um, but no, like Journey is, oh, I don't even know how to describe it. It's, it, it. It still holds up as probably one of the most beautiful and cinematic experiences I've ever had in a video game. Beautiful. It's so incredibly simple. It's stylish, minimalistic. Um, you play as a character uh, just known as the Traveler, um, who is this lone cloth creature, sort of just like long, elongated ghost creature. Kind of looks like Justin if he was wearing like a Star Wars outfit. <laughs> Um, and uh, and you you literally glide. You you don't really you can walk. There's walking, but there's gliding and flying, and there's the beautiful scarf animations that come off of the character. Very Breath of the Wild sort of uh, animation there. Um, and and it honestly it's it's so gorgeous. You're you're flying through a desert, going up a mountain, and the music is so emotional that the characters don't have to talk. They don't talk. They make noises. They go. Bloom like that or something but like there's just this beautiful emotional music and it's it your actions and the timing of the music is all in sync um but but the biggest thing about this game and this is really where it it is a big pick-me-up it is a really cool feel-good game is um as you play the game you might see other travelers along your path and you, when you're playing it you know you kind of think oh, okay these are just some ai or who are these people and they're helping me these Wow, this this character is kind of helping me get through the game. I wasn't sure where to go here, and they they brought me to this next part of the journey. And the coolest thing is that those trailer or those travelers are real people playing the game, um, and they're they're actual people that are are helping you. And because you can't talk to them, it just makes for this really incredibly simple and and just wonderful experience where you don't have to talk. You can just see their actions, and they they bring you along and. I, listen, I know the first time I played this game, there was just the biggest smile on my face when I when I sort of realized that, and and when it when it came, it kind of gets to the end and it shows you the credits of all the people that you you interacted with, um, just like their gamer tags or whatever, right? And uh, it's just so freaking gorgeous. Again, if you That's haven't really played cool. it before, do yourself a favor. You know, don't look up a trailer. Maybe don't even listen to me right now. <laughs> just get this game, get this game on your PS4. Get it on your PS5 when it when it inevitably is available there as well, and or get it on Steam or get it on an iPad or an Apple TV. Um, you can play it with a controller. Make sure though, what you have to make sure of is you have a dark room. You're by yourself, some beautiful headphones, and just 
enjoy. It's about two hours long. It's freaking gorgeous. It'll put a smile on your face and a smile on your heart. Oh <laughs> I, don't know. I didn't know how to end it. <laughs> yeah. Justin's rolling his eyes right now. Listen, Justin, Good. listen, if that wasn't a phenomenal ending for, for my my game okay, recommendation okay. of Journey. Calm down. Calm down. Um, no, Journey, Justin, actually, so yeah. you did recommend it to me, and I think the standout thing about it is that it is so zen. It's yes. like very relaxed. It's it's ambient noises. It's it's soft and gentle. The music is is non invasive. It's not abrupt. Mm-hmm. It, it can be when it needs to be, but it's not that it it's it's it, the audio is very pulled back. It is an experience. So mm-hmm. uh, I could see how it would be a feel good. It is very relaxing. I wouldn't necessarily do it in the play it in the dark. I I tend to do like some <laughs> color vibed lights and like headphones and you know some tea. You know and yes. just. You know, relax, you know, and uh, yeah, I think it's that's a good that's a good call out for that game. Cool. Justin, what is your feel good game, my guy? Yeah. So I don't know. I think my connectivity to feel good is comes from memories and, you know, that nostalgic vibe. So, Mm. you know, uh, as as not being a seasoned gamer, uh, I think, you know, when I think of the games that put a smile on my face or I like to play, it's 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 like some of the really old games. Nate lended me his uh, emulator system that has a lot of classic, uh, classic (laughs) games. And, you know, I'm talking like SNES games because like turtles in time you know that was like my game that i i wanted to play when i was uh, such a kid when i finally got to do it it just was so exhilarating to do it and uh you know when i jump back into that game now you know being almost 35 it's like it's crazy to still remember what it was like to be what seven or eight i guess maybe maybe even younger at the time i don't even remember when that game came out but i just remember how excited i was to play that game um and that to me has always feel good when you can draw on the memories and the experiences that you've had with those things that kind yeah. of helps with that feel good. So, so, you know, I, I, it's the same thing that you could, you say about all sorts of stuff we experience. It's, it's the, it's the memories that are associated with it. So yeah, yeah I, I kind of, I went in that route with, with my feel good. So. I love it. No, absolutely. Definitely. You know, going back to something that makes you feel good and something that um, I think turtles in time and a lot of those, those SNES games where, you know, they some of them could be really challenging and really frustrating. But again, like I can just imagine a little, you know, a little eight-year-old you just like, wow, turtle, ninja turtles, and I can control them. Wow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, like I think yeah, that's, yeah. I think that's, that's, you know, definitely yeah. a, a good feel good. And I think anyone who's listening to this show definitely, like, if if you know one of the, you know, if Animal Crossing or Journey's not your thing, like, definitely reach back into the the old school aspect of of things that you used to love when you were a kid and and uh, pull those forward. Right. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. All right. Well, Justin, um, continuing with yourself there, uh, going off of your, your favorite feel-good game uh, and your nostalgia, um, what would you say is your favorite feel-good TV show? Well, it's it's perfect that you chose me because at the same time <laughs> of going from this idea of nostalgia, of gaming, it kind of stems into TV shows. Like, I'm talking like the things that I grew up on that okay. put a smile on my face, like I'm talking Simpsons. Love the Simpsons. I, I can sit down and watch the Simpsons at any point. Simpson episodes for Halloween. I watched them all recently just because mm-hmm. they have that collection on Apple Plus. Fantastic. It's just great. And the the memories that it gives you from when you were a kid and you watched it and stuff. So, yeah, I, I kind of 
again, the nostalgia piece is entirely important when it comes to TV. Very cool. Definitely. And I, I would definitely agree with that. Like, I know for, for a fact that like, and we talked about this, I think, in a, a previous podcast is the aspect of almost having the nostalgia of missing cable because cable you can having cable TV yeah. you can leave it on and yeah there's commercials and stuff but you have just shows like they would just have Simpsons marathons playing in the background yeah. that would just sort yeah. of run and you know you're doing stuff around the house you're cleaning up you're doing but you're kind of almost listening to it like a podcast right where you're just yeah. like you just listen and and yeah I, I definitely feel you on the nostalgia side for that and how it can make us feel good um, very cool Megan. What was uh, what is your favorite feel good TV show? What do you love to to maybe put on the 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 old TV and and uh, and get out of your your head a little bit with? Yeah, well, I just want to like piggyback on that nostalgia thing for just a quick second before I go into mine because yeah, as you ahead. say about the marathons of just like that old TV running in the background um, with cable. I remember when YTV when I was like ten maybe they would do. Uh, uh, Sponge Odd Square Parents marathons, oh, where they yes. would do back to back doubles of SpongeBob SquarePants and the Fairly Odd Parents, so and those were two so of good. my favorite cartoons growing up. So that was really fun, um, and definitely something that would totally put a smile on my face because both shows are hilarious and dumb and amazing <laughs> in their oh, own so rights. But I am somebody who loves a feel-good giggle. I am all about comedy. I yeah, yeah. definitely will watch TV shows that are challenging and intense and um, intelligent and all that kind of stuff. But to get a really good feel-good, warm, fuzzy vibe, I need a sitcom. And one of my favorites, especially right now, is New Girl. Ooh, this yeah. is a sitcom that I'm obsessed with. It was on Netflix and then they took it off and I was devastated. And oh no. I talked about it all the time thinking, oh, I miss New Girl. I wish it was on Netflix <laughs> again. And then lo and behold, earlier this year, they put it back on and I was so oh, happy. Um, I can relate to probably every single character that's on that show. <laughs> to me, there isn't a single weak actor on that show aside from when Jess leaves and Megan Fox comes in. <laughs> In my opinion. Mm, mm, okay. Um, yeah. Re Regan comes on the show. Regan. Yeah. I remember that being a really sort it's of big iffy. thing amongst the fan group. Yeah. They were oh, Megan Fox. But honestly, like, I will say I was very in the same boat. Like, I was very against uh, Regan's character. Megan. Well, Regan's character, but Megan Fox portraying her. Mm -hmm. I got to say, like, she actually surprised me a little bit. A little she's bit. Not I'm not going to go so, you know. Yeah, there we go. She, we'll go with that. She's not awful. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. But I will say just like. That show is so funny in its own way. There's nothing yes. like it. Um, it feels like it's it relies on the like improv humor, but it's all scripted. I mean, I know there's definitely improv moments, but um, Jake Johnson as Nick Miller. Oh. Um, Speaking uh, of Into the Spider Verse, right? Like, oh, just love him. Oh. <laughs> I couldn't stop thinking about about Nick while I was watching Into yeah. the Spider Verse. Like I was just imagining Nick underneath the Spider Man outfit. To be honest uh, with you, yeah. he's he's so funny, and I can relate to so many of his moments. Like one of my favorite Nick Miller lines is when he says, "I have two perfectly good forks at the end of my arms." <laughs> <laughs> is that the Thanksgiving episode where like they can't eat or something? I don't know. No, That's, I think he's wow. he's eating something with his hands, and they're like, "Nick, use a fork." <laughs> And he's like, I have two perfectly good forks oh, at the end of my okay, arms. Okay. 
That's awesome. Right. Who's the other guy? Schmidt. Schmidt. I love Schmidt. <laughs> Played yeah, by Max Greenfield. Max Greenfield. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, yeah hilarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fantastic yeah. actor. Also, I don't know. I think Lamar. Lam- uh, Lamorne Morris. Lamorne Morris Winston. plays Winston. Yeah. He is a character that is like a fine wine. He gets better with age. He's so, Absolutely. Like, as the show goes on. Yeah. He plays such a straight straight character in the beginning where he's just sort of that like level-headed one in comparison to everybody else but as he grows he gets so weird and it's amazing <laughs> that's funny and then yeah zoe deschanel of course of yes. course yeah Who's zoe that yeah. girl it's just <laughs> yeah like just you describing like some of the jokes and stuff and like i just think it, like schmidt was probably one of my favorite characters yes. he yes. is his lines are always so good and his delivery is always spot on yes like just spot on with his delivery of comedy yeah when they highlight the douchebag jar in one of the episodes early early episode (laughs) in season one and they sort of do like a compilation at the end of the episode of him saying things that would earn him putting money in the douchebag jar one of my favorites is i can't find my driving moccasins anywhere (laughs) so good uh, so, so Megan, if you were to give like a, a quick, really quick thing of like, what, uh, what is the show briefly about and, and where can people check it out? Yes. Okay. So it is available on Netflix. I don't believe it's on any other streaming service, but I could be wrong. So take a peek. Um, but basically it starts off with this girl named Jess who um, has recently been cheated on by her boyfriend and needs a place to live. And she finds this loft on Craigslist with three guys in it who she thinks could have been women because they talk about how the apartment is beigey. <laughs> um, <laughs> and they get into a whole bunch of very hilarious shenanigans. And I feel like a lot of us can very much relate to being in our 20s, early 30s, um, living with roommates and trying to just figure out who you are as a person and growing with the people around you. Love it. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, that is New Girl. Definitely. Yeah. I. You know what? I never finished it, so I'm gonna oh, have to. I'm gonna have to jump back into it and and finish it up. Um. Cool. All right. Well, I'll move on to my TV show, my feel good TV show. Thank you, Megan. Um. Would be. It's a relatively newer show, so we're not gonna have like. I don't know if you guys have even seen it. All right. Now I sound like a hipster, but um. <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> The show that I chose uh, for my feel-good show, um, and this is something that actually came out very similar to, like, you were mentioning Animal Crossing came out during the pandemic. Uh, this show came out this year, and I think is exactly what, what anyone needs right now if you want a nice, feel-good, modern TV show, which is Ted Lasso. Um, and Ted Lasso, I'm not sure if you've seen the, the trailers for it or anything like that. Um, it stars SNL's Jason Sudeikis. So uh, he is... <laughs> phenomenal um <laughs> which oh he's so good it's funny how i noticed something in in less than a year jason sudeikis went from being one of the most hated people on the internet to being one of the most loved people on the internet well i mean no i mean i guess donald trump was on the internet too but yeah. um <laughs> but no no but maybe the second most hated because he's actually the stormtrooper that punches um <gasps> baby yoda believe it or not i, I know, know i know and <laughs> yes I was so livid with him when I yeah. found out about but that. But listen, he makes up for it in strides in Ted Lasso. He, honestly, this show has become very quickly one of my favorite shows of 2020 and definitely my favorite show 
on Apple TV Plus, which is where you can check it out. Um, the show follows a, a U.S. American football coach named Ted Lasso, um, who is known for bringing up an American football team in the junior leagues um, from the bottom of the leaderboards all the way up to the top. Um, and he just there's like YouTube videos of him like dancing with his, you know, he's doing a crazy dance with his with his team and and they're celebrating. And then he's hired to do the same thing for a football team, but in the UK, where football is called... No, wait, football is called football, and we would call it soccer. Yeah, I mixed up... <laughs> no, never mind. Uh, but he's in the UK, and he has to, he has to now coach a soccer team. Um, and soccer is something that he knows nothing about <laughs> at all. And like every single person around him wants to tear him down they belittle him they berate him they call him uh i guess i can say wank. can i say wanker on no i don't know sure, they yeah. they, <laughs> they call really him a wanker um in the i mean in the uk maybe um but they they call him uh they call him a wanker they, they just rip him down he's the he's the american that's invading their country and one by one he uses his charm and his honesty and his overall loveliness just to turn them around one by one and it's the best it's the best it's the best parts of a feel-good sort of sports movie but even if you don't enjoy sports like I don't really care about sports or you don't you don't enjoy soccer you will absolutely adore the show I promise you Jake and Sudeikis does such an excellent job at giving us a believable inspiring coach uh who like no matter what the circumstances you know he will not let the world or the people around him get him down so definitely Definitely check out this show, Ted Lasso. Have I inspired either of you to watch the show? Yeah, I've I've been on board to watch it. I just I have not actually had just sat down to watch it, right? Yeah. Because at the point right now, I think also going back to like why I reference some of the older TV shows is because as I work, sometimes I can just throw something on and it's there as like You don't have to pay attention to it. Exactly. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like a Ted Lasso, I want to pay attention to that. But yeah, I think I think that deserves the attention. And I like the idea of the way they structure that comedy of a of a an American football, you know, coach going to, <laughs> to Europe to coach soccer. Like it's yeah. it's it's funny. It's 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 a really good concept. And Jason because it's fantastic. He's so oh, he's funny. So funny. Good. Yeah. yeah. Megan, are you gonna check out Ted Lasso for me? I definitely will be checking that out. I remember seeing it, but I, when I was trying to figure out Apple TV Plus, I had a hard time with the interface just because oh, no. it's just your Apple TV or like iTunes on Apple TV, but then it's also the, so just initially I had a hard time figuring out how it works. Sounds like Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, there is i do want to watch that show and i also really want to watch that um mythic quest is another oh, tv yes. show that's on apple tv that's Plus. actually that really out. good i've I've, yeah. w- I've been able to catch that definitely check that one out definitely but this show yeah ted lasso if you love to cry and laugh all within 45 minutes you're gonna love it check it out um <laughs> let's uh let's move in let's round it off here with our our movie choices um Ooh. justin uh, back to you my guy let's oh. let's hear let's hear a solid you know i listen i had a rough day at work i came home and i i spilt beans all over my kitchen now i gotta clean that up oh huh. now, you know, now it's so funny that you reference beans <laughs> how did you know how did you know what? my movie? No, I'm just Wait, joking. what? <laughs> is no, it a I'm bean kidding. movie? Yeah, um, no. <laughs> what is the movie that uh, that I'm going to want to watch after having a rough day and spilling beans? To answer your question of what would, makes me feel good if I was having a bad day, and I, I've rewatched this movie recently, and it's Chef, 
directed by oh, John Favreau, yeah. written by John Favreau, uh, starring John Favreau. Uh, you know, um, this is is this is more th- this is more than just um, a, a, a story about uh, a chef who wants to reach his own sort of he's his own boss, creating really simple food. Right. This is like uh, also a showpiece of of a friendship that John Favreau has with the chef uh, Roy Choi, who is from LA, who is very much the same kind of character that he is depicting. Um, there's just such a beauty between this idea of, of how food can make you feel good and what you do and what you create makes you feel good. So it's a really inspiring sort of thing of finding that balance of, of, you know, being driven and so driven to, to create what you want to create rather than just being confined to being told what to create. Um, I think that's one thing that I really get from this movie. And it's just like a kind of like a mantra, if you will, or like just a way of thinking for me in terms of how to be in life. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I think that chef is... It's probably one of the best examples. I, I love I love it. And it's not it's not a typical Favreau. Well, it's t- typical now is like the CG work. This is like, I think this is like Favreau's best film that he's ever done. Better than, uh, you know, Lion King or, you know, uh, Jungle Book or anything like that. This this has this has a lot of heart to it. And it's 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 a lot of fun. It's a, it's a good I got to check it out. I got to yeah, check it out. Yeah, me too. I've seen the 100%. TV show that he does, the chef show. Um, yes, where he's got some people on that, so but see, I haven't seen the movie. Yeah, and that's like a sequel. Like to me, that feels like, or it's like the behind the scenes. It's like yeah. how they were able mm-hmm. to build a friendship because in reality, he learned everything to be an actual chef in this movie from Roy Choi, mm-hmm. and this this whole series is him still continuing to learn that. And I think that that's so apparent in this uh, film, as 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 like you can be challenging yourself to be creative, but like. How do you how do you stay driven and compassionate to want to do what you love to do, right? So I love that. Uh, Very yeah. cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Now there's just two other ones. I'm not going to tell you anything about these ones. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I'm not going to tell you anything else. Okay. But Beast of the Southern Wild. This was released in 2012. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to read you this little synopsis because it's so random. Faced with both her hot-tempered father's fading health and melting ice caps that flood her ramshackle bayou community and unleash ancient Oryx six-year-old hush puppy must learn the way of courage and love. This movie is outstandingly amazing. It is, it's so Mm. heartfelt. It makes you feel good for her journey. Hush puppy is a six-year-old girl. You'll enjoy it. I sit down, watch it. The next one, 2013, the inevitable defeat of Mr. and Pete. This, again, a coming-age story of two inner-city boys who are left to fend for themselves over a summer after their mothers are taken away by authorities. It is, like, I know it sounds heavy, but I'm telling you, to see this story with these kids, and I think this is another reason why I chose these two, is because they focus on children and the uh, maturity of children through actual life sort of things that would, as an adult, scare you. Do you know what I mean? Mm, mm, so yeah. it's 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 really cool, and I think that in itself being a very feel good sensation of just how how it is right in life. So definitely two other movies I would recommend for checking out. I'm, that's all I'm going to say about those ones. So the inevitable defeat of uh, Mister and Pete. Um, yeah, I mean I'm looking at the cast here: Adewale 
uh, Akinoye Abjaja. I can never pronounce his name, Great but the guy from Lost <laughs> um, is 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 awesome. And uh, Jeffrey Wright being in the show or being in the movie, um, I'm always down to see some Jeffrey Wright. Um, but yeah, those those are some great. I've got a, I added all three of those uh, to my watch list. So get ready to hear my watch yet coming up in a future episode. I'll definitely have to check that out. Very cool. Well, I, awesome. I, and I I only mentioned that because Nate, you were the one that came up with this topic. And yeah. If I think of those like warm, fuzzy, smoldering, like like he will have a box. You will have a box of tissue. Yeah. Will be crying. Right? 100%. You will, you I can't will, wait. You will, yeah, you will, you will have tears. So I know that both of those movies are the type of warm and fuzzy. Now, in certain cases, I did exude that sort of emotion in some of the, especially uh, in the uh, the inevitable defeat of Mister and Pete. One hundred percent, you will, you will cry. So I can't wait. I love crying. <laughs> I love crying very much, but only when it relates to watching warm and fuzzy movies. Um, speaking of warm and fuzzy movies and crying, I definitely did cry maybe when I was a little bit older watching rewatching this movie um, but my movie that I chose uh, for my feel good was Cool Runnings um, and Cool Runnings is oh, such a phenomenal movie on my list of course I had movies like I had movies like um, uh, like Elf and uh, oh. what, what else did I have oh my God, all Elf. Christmas um, movies <laughs> right I had like some honorable mentions definitely um, Christmas movies but also like uh, Elf, or I had uh, School of Rock, Mrs. Oh, Doubtfire, yes. that is a yes. right? Um, a newer a one, Palm, Palm Springs on Hulu. Adam Sandberg uh, is in this movie. Andy, he created this Andy movie. Andy Sorry, Andy Sandberg. You're right. Adam yeah, Sandler? of course. <laughs> Adam, what? No, there's <laughs> no Adam Sandler movies names. in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, like Sister Act Two uh, was oh another God. one that I just freaking. Oh, such a warm feeling. Um, but no, I chose Cool Runnings, released in 1993. This is a classic, a classic feel-good film. Um, and for those who don't know, like just a quick synopsis, uh, synopsis, synopsis, <laughs> it's, it's getting late here, you guys. Um, a Jamaican sprinter who was wrongfully disqualified from the Olympics uh, enlists with the help of a sort of dishonored coach uh, to start the world's first Jamaican bobsled team. Um, it's it's another underdog story, right, with a ton of heart, very similar to kind of what I mentioned from my feel-good TV show uh, with Ted Lasso. Um, I've watched this movie more times than I can count, um, when I was, especially when I was, like, around 10 years old. Like, there are moments in this movie, and guys, it's on Disney+, Plus, so you can definitely watch it whenever you want, and kids can probably access it, but I do not... Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a kid's movie, though. Like, we watched it. We were quoting some things that we probably shouldn't have been quoting <laughs> um, as 10-year-old little kids, like, badass mother um, or stuff like that, like in the kitchen or in the bathroom scene. When, Anyways, um, uh, <laughs> so quoting, quoting the film with my, my friends, Craig and Eric, uh, was one of my favorite things to do when we would, you know, be in, we'd be at camp. And, uh, and again, there's a certain aspect of nostalgia that's hitting me when I talk about these things. But, but honestly, like, it's, it's a feel-good movie that on the surface – it can feel, it can look a bit cheesy, but I think it avoids that label once you, once you get to know like the lovable cast, like the endearing, lovable cast that they are. And there's so many fist pumping moments of pure celebration and joy um, that like while you're watching this movie, you feel like one of the people watching live from the small village on, on you know, on the island of Jamaica. Um, John Candy is in this movie. Shout out to a Canadian actor, John Candy, um, plays a character who is 
very clearly broken at the beginning of the movie, but ultimately he finds his passion through these four guys who they come together in like this unforgettable just moment in time. And, and it's, it's, it's based on a true story. It's not exactly accurate, but it's, it's based on like, it's, there's parts of it that are based on a true story a little bit. Um, but guys, I love this movie when I was younger and I still do to this day, do yourself a favor, watch this movie. If you're feeling down or, or if you're feeling like out of your element, like if you're feeling like you're in, you're, you're being put into a place whether it be through your job or through maybe just having to work from home or whatever, where you're like, this is not my normal. I'm not used to this, but I want to succeed at this thing that I'm doing. Watch this movie because it really speaks to that. Um, guys, have you watched Cool Runnings? Of course. I have not. No, Megan! Oh! What? I know. You have to watch. You're going to love it. Oh, my gosh. Everybody talks about this movie around me, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just was never a movie that was introduced to me when I was young in, in that totally because it's it's a different kind of Disney yeah, yeah that's true that's also true like when did it come out in really 1993 yeah 1993 right so you were born in 93 yeah um wow I'm so old um <laughs> <laughs> but guys definitely definitely check out Cool Runnings it's on Disney plus Megan please watch it and let me know what you think I will thank you very much um but Megan you're gonna you're gonna be the 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 finale of our our topic of the show this evening. Please, can you tell the lovely folks who are are listening to this podcast this episode what is a good movie that can pick the, pick up their spirits and and uh, maybe make them feel feel a little bit happier in their day? Yeah, well, one um, that I was going to make my we're all doing honorary mentions. Um, this is the one I actually was gonna choose, and then I thought about it again and was like no it has to be this movie so the one i was gonna choose is ferris bueller's day off because it is one of my favorite all-time movies for so many reasons um but i i just love it so that's gonna be my honorable mention (laughs) yeah that's a good one too because that is like that even just to see him succeed yeah i mean yeah Yeah. get away with it literally think about the parade and you'll be happy yeah, and warm absolutely. and easy, yeah, so. Yeah, yeah. so good. <laughs> um, so that's my honorary mention. But my absolute favorite pick-me-up movie is Finding Nemo. And yes. there's a lot of layered wow. reasons to this because I was actually quite young when this movie came out. I I thought I wasn't, but then I realized how old it is, and I was like, oh my god. That, yeah, 2003? Yeah. <laughs> I was only yeah. 10. Isn't that crazy? Jeez. So, I was super stoked for this movie to come out. I was really yeah. excited when it came out. I watched it probably 10,000 times when it came out. And then it morphed into this movie that anytime I was feeling sick in any way, like, I had a tummy bug, or I was, like, anxious and couldn't get out of my head, or just was like down I would put Finding Nemo on and it would go away I don't know what I don't know what it is um even still to this day if I'm not feeling all that great it either like takes me completely out or um (laughs) if I'm sick I fall asleep if I'm like having the hardest time falling asleep I put Finding Nemo on and I pass out and then I wake up usually I fall asleep around the time that Nemo (sighs) it gets taken away and I usually wake up around the time that Marlon thinks that Nemo's gone. I don't know why that wow. is the like chunk, but it it is literally my remedy pick me up movie. 
That's awesome. Wow. Even from yeah. like a health standpoint. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't think we'd be able to have movies that could heal us. It um, does. <laughs> no, I, that's incredible. Even, you know, mentally, physically, that's that's super cool. Uh, yeah. I don't think there's anyone who it could possibly be listening to this that doesn't know what Finding Nemo is about. But do you have any sort of just quick, yeah. quick synopsis for the people? So basically, this little fish named Nemo is the only son of another other clownfish. Um, a clownfish named Marlin has one son. He had hundreds and then something happened. So he's very protective of his son. And yeah. when Nemo gets taken away by a boat, he goes literally to the ends of the ocean to find his son. And it's a beautiful father-son story, but also just like parent-kid friend story and there's so many reasons why it's so great and i do want to name a couple of reasons why it's so awesome go for it please um, let's hear them one of the main ones to me is the amount of one-liners in this movie is incredible <laughs> the quotes yeah. that come out of finding nemo let me give you some oh, examples sure. please um give me some finn noggin dude <laughs> dude <laughs> so good um i'm h2o intolerant I'm obnoxious. When I was 10, I did not know what the word obnoxious meant. So I was like, that's really funny. And now I know what it means. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the infamous, he touched the butt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or what about what about you guys made me ink yeah <laughs> do you see this tentacle it's actually shorter than all my other tentacles but you can't really tell especially when i twirl them like this <laughs> fantastic yes oh, i've seen it a few it. times <laughs> there you go there you go yeah so that's my feel good movie oh that made me feel good right there yeah very much yeah it's like it's it's love it's loss it's yeah friendship it's it's, it's, it's yeah. pixar does that's just pixar man yep. pixar does we talked about it earlier with coco like it does such a good freaking job and i definitely think finding nemo honestly well i do think it's a very popular pixar movie i do find it on sort of the 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 sort of um not a, not on many people's list i don't think um what are you kidding yeah. me no, like I think it's a little underrated. I, I gotta you. admit, I think it's I a little. Listen, it. eight eight point one out of ten. Why would they do a sequel? That should have been a nine. Why would they do a sequel? Why would they do a sequel? Yeah. Um, I, well, Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> also, Anyways. the fact that mm. they did a, an entirely well, I guess not entirely, but almost entirely underwater movie in yeah. two thousand three. That's crazy yeah. that they were able to do what they did with that movie back then. Yeah. To pull that off, yeah, mm -hmm. very cool. All right. Well, listen, everyone, I'm feeling so warm, Me too. so fuzzy, and so filled with jelly, just like Jayla. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and if you're feeling warm and fuzzy and you're feeling like you're filled with jelly and you want to maybe, uh, you know, write in and let us know uh, maybe a little bit about maybe your favorite pick-me-up uh, movies, or did you watch any of these movies that we talked about, and did they did they pick you up? Did they make you feel good? Um, feel free to write into our show. Justin... Um, where can they do that? Uh, they can do that at wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. That's wearegeekcentric at gmail.com. Yeah. All right. Very cool. That is it for our very first ever guest featured episode of the geek centric podcast we hope you enjoyed this week's episode and if you did make sure to subscribe to us wherever you like to listen to podcasts we are geek centric 
And you can be too, which means you can also check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash geekcentric. You can follow us on Twitter at geekcentricyt and follow us on Instagram at wearegeekcentric. You can also catch me on Twitch on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, playing uh, Sundays specifically, Super Mario Sundays, playing some Super Mario 35 some Super Mario 64. Megan, I know you've been you've been hopping in the chat to uh, watch my frustrations with <laughs> yes. Super Mario 64. <laughs> Man, old Mario games are the hardest games out there. They're so difficult. Yeah. They're yeah. so difficult. And especially yeah. 64 with the terrible camera. Um, you can also check out uh, some Fall Guys community streams on Tuesdays. Soon, very, very soon, we're going to have the next generation of Xbox and PlayStation. So, again, follow the, uh, follow the Instagram, um, which is Instagram. Sorry, <laughs> which is at nate.playsgames if you want to be you know kept up with my my schedule on that um it's going to be a ton of fun look forward to more next gen on the channel and you can check all of that out again at twitch.tv slash nate plays games megan thank you so much for being on the show today i hope you had a good time did you have a good time i had a great time guys i really enjoyed this conversation this geekiness it was super fun Amazing. Well, listen, please take some time right now to let the wonderful geeks listening know how can they follow your incredibly talented self. And I know that you have just, as you mentioned, I think you just started commissions. So, you know, let them know how can they get in touch with you? How can they reach out? How can they get some Finding Nemo art of their own to make them feel warm and fuzzy? Um, uh, How can they do that? So I have my own Instagram. It is at MeganClara.Draws. Basically, just like follow along with my art growth. Um, but you can email me at meganclaradraws at gmail.com if you That's are looking at meganclaradraws getting... at gmail.com. Sorry, I had to do the same thing we did. No, oh, go, ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, if you're looking at getting any sort of commission, possibly new art for your social profile picture, um, if you want to get a special gift for someone during this holiday season, um, or if you want like some really cool, unique fan art that's not super fan art, but like my style of whatever your favorite character is out there, um, I'm open for business. So you can check out the commissions poster that I have on my Instagram, or uh, yeah, send me an email to meganclaradraws at gmail.com. Fantastic. That's MeganClaraDraws at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> actually, you, hang on. Mando Season 2 Watch Club? Oh. And if you haven't had enough of me, I'll be in there too. Joining us on the show again, Megan. Gonna, uh, looking forward to it. And hopefully we can have you on even in more future episodes of the Geek-Centric Podcast if you're down. Hopefully you're down. I would love to. Um, but awesome. Justin, Megan, thank you so much for joining me for today's feel-good and fuzzy-filled episode. And as we say, love ya. Get creative. Peace.